and fear to be the things that dictate your choices. Allow love, passion, abundance, and your ideal picture to govern what it is that you want to create and what you want to do. I hope I'm making sense to you. Don't make decisions based on fear. Make them based on love. Growth, abundance, contribution. Remember, the root of a thing dictates the fruit of the thing. The thought is the seed. And when you let that seed sink in, that becomes part of your belief system. Now it becomes rooted in who you are. And then from the roots spawn our activity. And our activity, again, is what produces the results. So when you're looking at time, are these people really worth your time? Now, the people you hang out with, friends, colleagues, associates, people you're hanging out with, what are your conversations like? What type of return do you really get when you're around these people? Do they bring you up or bring you down? It's either one or the other. There's nothing in between. Are they strengthening you or weakening you? Are they making you better? Are they making you worse? I mean, there are certain people I've hung out with just for a few minutes, and I could really literally feel myself losing IQ by the minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Just stop talking, please. Just stop talking. Right? But there's some people I'm around... And they inspire me to almost, I, when we're talking, I almost want to take out a notepad and pen and start Googling stuff because I'm, it, they're so brilliant. And they just get my juices flowing and get me excited. And I start thinking about all the possibilities of what I can do and how much bigger I can take things and how much more I can grow and how magnificent things can be. So from a time standpoint, who are you investing it with? Take an inventory. Why are you hanging out with these people? Why are you trading your life to be in the same space with these people? Are they worthy of it? Some may be yes, some may be hell to the no. You have to make the decision that's right for you. One other thing that people don't think about, but it's also really important, what do you spend your time thinking about most of the time? Your thoughts, day to day, while you're in the car, while you're chilling at home, while you're on the elliptical machine, wherever you happen to be. What are your thoughts most of the time? Are those thoughts serving you or are they disservicing you? Hmm? That's also time being invested. Whatever it is that you're taking time to contemplate, whatever is always on your mind, occupying the space, the most valuable six inches that exist between your ears, what are you thinking? Are you thinking thoughts of growth and prosperity or are you thinking thoughts of lack and limitation? Because you can't have two thoughts at the same time, right? Because no two objects can occupy the same space at the same time. What are you spending your time thinking about? Here's an assignment for you. Take out a calendar of one week and literally list who do you spend your time with? Are they worth it? Yes, no. What are you listening to from on the radio? What are you watching on television? I'm talking about on a consistent basis. Is it worth your time? Yes or no? Is it adding or taking away? I want you to look at your work. Is this for you or is it not for you? Is there something else you'd rather be doing? If you're not sure, then you need to get in the Game Changer program with me or get into one of my programs and so we can get to the bottom of it quick or get on the coaching call and ask questions so that I can help you to figure it out quickly so you can get on your way. Every moment that we spend doing one thing, we can't be doing something else. 
what we need to consider is opportunity cost. The time that we're investing in one place, that had we invested it someplace else, we would have a much better chance at having the ideal picture that we have in our minds. Opportunity cost. There are some who are investing a lot of time at university or college studying programs that they really have no real interest in. Well, that's opportunity cost because the time you're there, you could have gotten a job someplace, been generating income, paying yourself first, and making investments, moving up through the chain while you were deciding what it is that you really want to go after and then go and then apply yourself and get what you want that's going to help you get the best return for your time. Opportunity cost is key. I know that somebody would say, well, well, this sounds so business-like and people we spend time with and all stuff. It sounds like an exhausting thing, reviewing my thoughts. Well, more exhausting than what? Look at your existence right now. Look at how you're living right now. Is it exactly the way you want it to be? Now, if it is, great. High fives and holy hugs. That's awesome. But I'm willing to bet for most of us, it's not. So if it's not, isn't it worth it to take the time, to invest the time in you, Inc., making things better for you, making the you improved person? Wouldn't it behoove you to take that time? If it's too much work, then you deserve exactly what you've got. And you can continue to live with it. If it's worth making the change, then let's go. I'm not telling you what to want. All I'm saying is that if it's not the way you want it to be, then something's got to give. Something has to change. And it's going to take time and an investment of time in order to make that change become real. Period. To make a decision. Now, I want to change gears here for a moment. And I'm going to talk to you about the importance of being on time. Now, I know that for some people they say, well, I like being fashionably late. Yeah, fashionably late is just called plain disrespectful of other people's time. I'm going to say it again. You're being disrespectful of other people's time. This is part of the reason whenever I have events, they start on time. When you show up, you show up. But I'm going to respect the fact that the people who actually showed up on time did. And for them, we're going to get started. We're not going to allow you to waste the time and take away the opportunity of the time that we could have spent together because you didn't respect being there enough. Now, I'm going to give you an example of something in where time and being on time was drummed into me. I had a meeting in the east end of Toronto. We were supposed to be there, I think it was for like 8 o'clock in the morning. There was rush hour traffic, and I hadn't taken into consideration the fact that there may have been construction. We left with what I thought was enough time, but it clearly wasn't. I did call that office said, look, it looks like we're going to be a few minutes behind. The receptionist told the gentleman that we were going to be late. And then when we got there, I'll never forget this. I walk in the door and he shakes my hand, says, pleasure to meet you. And I said, pleasure to meet you too. I'm so sorry for being late. And then so I was about to go take a seat. He says, no, 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 well, you don't need to sit down. And I was like, okay. Uh, And he says, no, well, tell me something. If I had told you that I would have a million dollars sitting here waiting for you at this office, if you got here for 6 o'clock in the morning, would you have been late? 
Now, of course, that's two hours earlier than the time we were expected to be there. <laughs> and I paused, and I said, well, I, I, I didn't know about the traffic. And he says, well, no, the truth of the matter is, is that for a million bucks, you wouldn't have been late. You would have been on time. You would, have, you would have camped out if you had to. You were not going to not get that one million dollars. He said, the truth is, you value money more than you do people. And because you put me second today, you get to come in last. So I would thank you very much for your time. Whew! <laughs> Did you all feel that? Did you all feel that? Ooh, did I let that sink in? <laughs> yeah! So, yeah, that one hurt. Yeah, I remember watching this TV commercial. It was in multiple languages. It was for soccer. And then they show this part where this guy gets kicked in the groin, right? And then so you're seeing people from all over the world going, ooh, ah, oh, ah, that hurt, that hurt. Because no matter where you come, the gesture is universal. That hurts. <laughs> yes, that one hurt. That was, that's, I felt like the guy who got the kick in the groin. That's how that one felt. But after that, I said, you know what? This doesn't happen again. Now, have I been late since to something else? Have I been behind on something? Yes. But is it something that is a routine no. If I'm late, it's because there was nothing I could have done to be on time. Circumstances completely beyond my control. Because being on time is important. We're showing respect for people's time. What I will close on today is this, with time is concerned. A lot of times when I go into companies, they're asking me to teach people about time management. And the truth is, you can't manage time. All you can manage is activities. You can manage activities. You can't manage time. When you're looking at the key ways to manage your activities, you have to go from top priority to least priority. What are the things that are musts that must be done? One of the things that I do to have people in my programs is I have them fill out a daily six. So there are six things that are going to be done before they go to bed, period, that day. Three things are personal, on a personal level, so it could be spending time with family, exercising, taking time out just for yourself, you know, contributing to whatever charity you do, community work, whatever it is that's personal, that's related, spiritual time, whatever the case may be. Three things are going to be towards business, career, or finance. And so there are going to be three things each day that are done no matter what, you know, um, by the time you go to bed. People just work on getting those six things done each day. Now, if you have a big thing that needs to be done, you're going to reduce it to the ridiculous. You want to reduce the size of this thing. So let's just say, for example, somebody said, you know what, I want to get in better shape. In my case, I'm trying to put on 10 pounds. Some people, somebody may want to lose 10 pounds, whatever the case may be. Well, okay, if I want to gain 10 pounds um, over the course of 90 days, what has to occur? Well, I have to increase my calorie intake by X amount per day. I've got to be eating a minimum of five meals a day spaced out, right? I've got to be working out likely three to four times a week, getting rest and getting intervals in between that. Each week, I could put on one pound or 0.5 pounds. If you take a look at the 10 pounds, you say, well, divide that by, you know, three months, well, how much is that per week that you have to, are you getting what I'm saying? And so when you break it down to how much it is per week and then how much it is per day, then it makes it a lot less daunting, a task, than if you're looking at this big picture about what I need to do or create or build, right? So we want to reduce things to the ridiculous so that we can reduce the feeling of overwhelm. 
lock it into six practical steps that you will take each day and stick to it each day. You'd be surprised at how much you get done in a shorter amount of time. Another thing that you can do to improve the amount of time you're spending is to peel away all of the fat. You need to look at what activities are you engaged in that really aren't, have nothing to do with creating your ideal picture. All of the extra stuff that is unnecessary to the completion of your ideal picture of what it is, how it is that you see your life in its an ideal way, all of those things got to go. You're going to pull out a list of the things that you're going to do, the things you're going to delegate, and the things that you're going to dump. So, for myself, I dumped the idea of cleaning my house. I now have people who come into my home and clean my home because I don't have the time for that. I got a lot of other things to do, so I just pay them to do it. So I delegate it, right? I have an assistant who takes care of administrative work for me. That's another thing that I delegate. There are tasks that are important, but I don't have the time to do them. And so I hire somebody else to do it. So that's delegating. Now, there are certain things that I've dumped, certain activities that I've had to dump, certain committees that I was working on and working with that I've had to dump. Why? Because they are not helping me move towards my ideal picture faster. If I'm going to give up my time from a charitable standpoint, I have it literally allotted. So X amount of time goes towards my charitable contribution because when you're talented, everybody wants a piece of you. And they're going to ask you to be on every committee and doing all these different things. And at the end of the day, you're left with nothing for yourself. The same way that you take 10% of your income to give to charity, you should be giving a maximum of 10% of your time to a cause that you want to contribute to. So what's 10% of 168? Well, you do the math, right? Or of the waking hours of of the week, right? Because at 168 hours, you're not awake for all of them. You're sleeping for a bunch of those too, right? Seven hours hours a day, seven times seven, 49. So let's cancel 50 hours right off the bat from the 168. Does that make sense? And then you're looking at from your awake hours, how much am I going to spend contributing to a specific cause? You need to do this. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be investing a heck of a lot of time and stuff. I see people who are broke, but investing their time in all of these social activities that are not helping them f- fix their financial situation. And then they wonder why they're still broke. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to be far more cautious of how you're investing your time. I'm not suggesting that those causes aren't noteworthy. I'm not saying that they're not good to do. I'm saying that you need to manage your activities better so that you can ultimately have what you want. Because it's great that you're giving to help others, but the first person you've got to help is yourself. Charity begins at home and then it spreads abroad. Help yourself first, okay? If you will take these few steps that I've recommended to you or suggested to you on time, I believe that you're going to make better use of your time. If you will take the time out, put the time in, make the investment to really go through this exercise, to really run an inventory, to really check and see how you're using it, you'll begin to see ways that you can maximize your time. And you maximize your time, you also maximize the return. And you maximize the return, your ideal picture comes that much faster. And that's what I want for you. Hope you got something great from this message. Have a powerful day.